conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion. Hello there, folks. Welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast that's just kind of a disappointing retread of the first episode. I'm Dan O'Keefe, and joining me as always is Anna Otto. Anna, actually, we are not a disappointing retread of our our first episode. Yeah, our first episode is not very good. Time. People keep listening to it because they're like, oh, all the episodes are numbered. You have to start with the first one. Please stop listening to that episode. Start with, like, High School Musical. That's when it started getting good. That's when I we started figuring out what to do. I always start in the middle of a podcast and then go back to the beginning if I decide I like it. Or I cut them some slack because it's mm-hmm. their first episode. <laughs> I always start with basically whatever the newest thing is because I don't listen to narrative podcasts. I listen to That's people fair. talking about stuff. So I'm like, I don't need any lore or backstory here. But then... My favorite podcast, uh, L.A. Meekly, um, mm-hmm. I went back and I listened to their first episode after like four years of listening to them. And I'm like, they sound like newborn babies. Yep. They sound like tiny children. They're so quiet. Yep. When did There's they grow? one episode that my, that my friends, oh my God, I don't know these people, that somebody <laughs> I like to listen to does. And she literally says at the beginning of the first few episodes, she's like, these are bad. They are not a sign of what is to come. We learn. Mm-hmm. If you can make it through these episodes, I promise you'll like the rest. And she was right. <laughs> At least they have that disclaimer. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> but how are you, Anna? I'm good. I'm good. I'm tired. Um, oh, shoot. There was... Oh, um, so I got in trouble at work for saying my opinion on the Home Alone movies as well as my opinion on the Christmas Vacation movies. And it started... Okay a brawl practically (laughs) (laughs) um so i just wanted to put that out there for you that my coworkers were threatening to take to hr that i said that christmas vacation was only okay and that i Mm -hmm. thought home alone was fine (laughs) wow so you have you have some very testy coworkers. when they just love christmas they just love christmas yeah i love christmas too but like I can acknowledge, like, you're not even saying they're bad. You're saying they're fine. I think it's the tone. They didn't like my tone. Mm. They had their pitchforks out, Dan. Okay. Oh, it was rough. You sound like you work in a very threatening working environment. Not actually. I love it there. They just (laughs) hate my... Unless we're talking about Christmas movies, I guess. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So Uh, I thought of you because, um, like I said, pitchforks were out, especially when I mm -hmm. dropped the bomb that kind of liked this movie better than the first one. Wow. Interest. Okay. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll get into it. There are parts of this that I like more than the first one. Um, Yeah. And then there's a big section that I just don't care about. Yeah. There's no spiders. That's always a plus for me. You don't do... But you like Spider-Man. Yeah. That is correct. He's mostly Spider. 
I would argue that he's mostly child because Peter Parker's like 16. But, um. Mm, do you like children? No, I just liked Peter Parker when I was a child. And mm, Tom Holland's. So you don't cute. like Peter Parker now? I like Tom Holland. He's an adult. <laughs> Did you like Tom Holland in Civil War? Let me corner you. I need to get this. I need this I'm win. I'm a fake fan, and I've never seen that movie. Okay, it's fine. Wait, we didn't talk about that one, did we? No. No. Okay, good, yeah, I haven't seen that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I had to make sure. Because sometimes, don't tell my fiancé, the Marvel movies kind of blur for me, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, they all kind of get, oh, I'm so weary after a while. We've talked about a lot of them. Honestly, there are, like, out of the 19 that came out before Endgame, like, mm -hmm. four that are truly memorable. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think. I've seen all the Spider-Man Tom Holland movies, and I really liked all mm -hmm. of those. Especially the newest one was Phenom. Phenom. Disagree. Lest we forget. I. Oh. Yeah. Good thing we're not talking That's about those take. today. That's my hot take. The last one, preening. I thought it was good. Um, I loved Across the Spider-Verse, the Miles Morales That one. was really good. That was so good. Um, Cliffhanger had me gobsmacked. Punching the seats. Yeah. Good thing we're talking about this on our Home Alone 2 episode. I, you uh, know what? Sometimes that's just how it be, okay? That, you know, it is. It is also, when we release this, it will be... If I do this correctly, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. So, oh boy. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Uh, thanks Happy for crisis. listening. It's Chrysler. Um, yeah. If you listen, thanks. You're our Christmas present this year. Mm -hmm. But you could also give us actual Christmas presents in the form of money on Patreon at patreon.com slash inconclusion. Or Amen. get your friends to listen. That's my pitch. The movie that we're talking about today is Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Uh, lost in a pre-9-11, post-1980s New York. Okay, pause for one second. Mm -hmm. I heard that some places had gotten rid of the scene with Donald Trump, but it was in the Disney Plus one. It was, was in the Disney Plus version. It was cut out in Canadian TV airings. Oh, crazy. But apparently it had been cut out prior to him running for president, just to compress for time. Okay, I was going to say, because I'm not trying to get into politics or anything. It's just a cameo, like, I don't know. Right. That, I don't It'd know. It'd be much cooler if it was Nixon, but... Oh, my Lord. <laughs> oh. No, I don't know. I'm just That's just what I wanted to know, if that was a rumor I made up or what, because I turned it on and I was watching, I was like, oh, never mind. I guess that's not true. There he is. Trump. There he is. Jump scare, <laughs> if you will. As of today, disqualified from the ballot in Colorado. That's politics corner. Uh, <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> I keep threatening people to start a politics podcast to get more insufferable. Um, oh, God, don't put me on. I will not know what I'm talking about. If there's one thing the world needs more of, it is unqualified white guys sprouting their opinions on politics. I'm already Absolutely. not not helping the world with this podcast. How can I make it worse? We're helping the world with our opinions. 
And they're not about politics. <laughs> That's Most true. Most of the time. <laughs> Most of the time. But Home Alone 2, directed once again by Chris Columbus, written again by John Hughes, once again starring Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern, John Hurd, introducing Tim Curry, uh, <gasps> Brenda Fricker. Introducing? Pause. Well, not introducing, She's introducing like to the into series? the Home Alone universe. Okay, thank God. I had a heart attack for a second. I no, was it, flabbergasted. Rocky Horror would be introducing Tim That's Curry. why I was so confused. I was like, how you doing? Because <laughs> it came out before uh, this, too. Yes. And Catherine O'Hara, um, once again edited by future director of the Scooby-Doo movies, Raja Gosnell. Um, with a budget of $28 million, it made $359 million at the box office. It was released on November 20th, 1992, Two years after the first Home Alone movie. Um, and on Rotten two Tomatoes. Two years? Holy crap. It, only two years. It has a 35% approval rating. Uh, I have a question. Yes. When did this movie come out in relation to Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice was in the 80s. Shut up, really? Beetlejuice came out in 1988. This came out four oh, years after. Oh, shit. Never mind. What did you think that Beetlejuice stole from this? No, because Catherine O'Hara is in that movie too, isn't she? Yes. I thought she had the same haircut, but I think I'm misremembering. Or she might have just liked it on herself. I don't know. I thought the haircut Maybe. was for Beetlejuice. I was just wondering. <laughs> uh, the consensus on Rotten Tomatoes. A change of venue and more sentimentality and violence can't obscure the fact that Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, is a less inspired facsimile of its predecessor. So, when I was having this heated discussion with my coworkers, one of them said it's the uh -huh. exact same movie, just in a different spot. I somewhat agree. I also disagree. Mm. I think the on. second half of the movie is the same movie, where, for some reason, Kevin is protecting the toy store um, for mm -hmm. some nebulous reason. he's a child, and reason. they like toys. Sure. That's Dumb. all I can think of. Um... I think that the first half of the movie of him actually being lost in New York mm -hmm. is different because it's a it, it, like sure the bones are the same a child is alone but <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh it just did <laughs> it's different in, in that the first one it's like oh how's he gonna survive being home alone he's at home he's around it, instead of him being in a place that's familiar and suddenly becoming unfamiliar. Mm -hmm. He's in an unfamiliar place that feels familiar because he's been alone before. Yeah, like, I feel like the stakes aren't as high because, like, the first movie, I'm like, oh my god, how scary they left their kid. The second movie, I'm like, the stakes aren't as high because he's done this before. He's not mm -hmm. as scared, and also the parents, irresponsible. Well, also the parents, they're in Florida this time. They're not in Paris. Yeah. Also, I've been to Miami, and the police officer in the movie had such a thick southern accent. Nobody in Miami that I talked to had a thick southern accent <laughs> like that. That's just no, me, No, Miami is far enough south to be more south than southern accents like that. Yeah, negate the southern accent. Also, I think that looking at it now, we both mm -hmm. grew up with the idea, or at least I did, New York City... Manhattan is incredibly safe of an area. You grew up with that idea? Yes. That's also statistically true. 
Oh, good Manhattan for them. No, I was under is, the impression that it was crime on every corner. Sorry, New uh, York. That's well, just, I mean, that it, it was that in the 70s and 80s. The 80s um, were rough for New York. Yes. And then this was 1992. So it was mm-hmm. like, ooh, it was, this was the middle of the Giuliani. Um, actually, this was just the beginning, right before the beginning mm-hmm. of Rudy Giuliani becoming mayor, who allegedly, yes. in in the biggest quotes possible, cleaned up the city. Um, <laughs> but it was happening anyway because of economic reasons. So it was getting to where it is today. So I was thinking, mm-hmm. Lost in New York, that's not that scary. Whatever, you'll be fine. I mean, also, you know, this was an era where I feel like and in New York specifically, I feel like there's cops everywhere in the touristy areas, which is where Kevin was for the most part. And, yeah. and I that, like I mean, that's life, a kind of a post 9-11. Cops thing. everywhere? Yeah. Yeah, especially in big cities like that. But I feel like in he's in a touristy place. He could just walk up to a cop and be like, hey, don't know where my parents are. And they would have helped him because they're going to help a child. Whereas if an adult walks up and says, I don't know where my parents are, they're going to be like, yeah, they'll turn up. <laughs> so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it was interesting because I was just in New York and I was like, man, I could lick the pavement here. It's oh, so gra- si- okay. it's not clean. I would get sick, but I could yes. lick it. Because I was um, only, I haven't been to New York since I was in high school, so. Mm-hmm. can't speak to that. Is this the first time that you watched this? This one, yes. Okay. But I've seen bits of it because I was watching things and I was like, oh, that looks familiar. Oh, that looks familiar. Mm-hmm. But I think it was like from memes and stuff. Yeah. And I think um, the the shot of Marv with his hands getting electrocuted mm-hmm. and then his skeleton mm-hmm. with the hair, mm-hmm. that has been memed to life not dead absolutely because he's still alive um i've definitely seen this again a dozen times any major christmas movie that came out in the 90s of course i've seen it so is gage excuse me he um actually couldn't remember the name of the bandits in the first movie he thought it was sticky bandits which is in this movie fucking idiot um Blow that nose. Oh, wait, I, I hear thought it. I muted. It's not going to be on the record. You did not mute yourself to blow your nose. Oh, my God, that's mortifying. Sorry, Dan, <laughs> I thought I did. Oh, that's incredible. Um, Oops. Well, yeah, I've seen this My mute's a bunch not working. Times it's fine. I can hear you. Everyone can hear you. You're going to have to either have a snot running down your nose or let the world know that, hey, Anna's not perfect. She blows her nose. I do. I blow my nose one nostril at a time, just like the rest of the world. I blow them back. Oh, God. I blow up. Um, oh! <laughs> yeah, let's get into the movie. All right. So, it's Christmas all over again, to quote mm. Tom Petty. And the McAllister family, they're not going to France this year. They're going to Miami. Wonderful. Which, Kevin says, why would you go to Florida for Christmas? I 100% agree with him. I semi-do, because I would just love to be somewhere warm. I mean, you were just remarking Mm -hmm. before the podcast recording began 
how freaking cold it is here. Um, my correct. My skinny jean wearing stuck in twenty sixteen self had cold ankles all day. Well, that's what you get for not keeping up with fashion. Yes, you're right. Dang Do I know me. what's in? Leggings are in. I can't wear leggings to work. Why? Uh, oh my god! I almost called you my cube mate's name. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, I cannot wear leggings to work. This is because we were having a conversation about how I was cold today at my desk, and he was all bundled mm-hmm. up. And he's like, it's so warm in here. And I was like, it's literally not. I'm frozen. I mean, I'm, I'm on his side. I'm wearing two pairs of pants right now. Mm. I am Bundling cozy. up is for schmucks. Well, I live in a tropical climate now, a Mediterranean climate. So me getting these two weeks of winter, it's like, oh. Beautiful. What a nice change of pace. I get to wear my sweaters. I don't That's get to do that in LA. I had a sweater on earlier this week, but then I was going to an office and some of my sweaters need to be, you know, depilled. So I was wearing a, mm-hmm. a dress shirt and uh, I was looking on everyone else wearing a sweater, being like, oh, what's it like to be warm? Yeah. I was bundled up at my desk being bullied because I had my heating pad on and I had a blanket on and I was still cold. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, so Kevin, they have a Christmas pageant and Kevin and his brother Buzz are singing and then Buzz should have got understand. his booty beat. Honestly, no, I'm not yeah, for, I don't understand you know, why the crowd felt that was so hilarious. Buzz putting no. the candles behind Kevin's ear. I didn't even realize it. I would have been mad if I was the teacher, if I was a parent, if I was anyone's parent. I would have been like, that kid needs to be grounded. Take everything yes. away from him. Take his, his what did he have in his his uh, trunk last time? Take the whole trunk away because that's where all his treasures are. That's <laughs> what I would do. They don't have video games or anything, it looked like. So if they have a GameCube or something, take it away. Yes. Anna's parenting Buzz. <laughs> well, I don't think they would have a GameCube in 1992. I couldn't That'd think be, of what was out back then. I mean, considering of how wealthy they are, a Super Nintendo. Okay, take the Super Nintendo away. Because oh, that, that honestly, my soul. it made me so mad how he was getting, um, Kevin was in trouble for everything, but Buzz was the one who was being naughty at the concert during his, mm-hmm. Dan, I went on a rant. I literally, parenting corner, this is what I have to say for my sons, Buzz and Kevin. <laughs> oh, I was so mad. Um, well, also, the crowd started laughing before we saw what Buzz was doing um, while Kevin was singing his solo. And I thought it was like, oh, why are they laughing? Kevin's solo is fine. He sounds like a child singing a Christmas mm-hmm. solo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just Buzz holding up fake candlesticks behind his head. Stupid. Also, the crowd is sitting so far back, you couldn't tell anything. No, they were Unrealistic. just Unrealistic. Took me out of the movie. Mm-hmm. I said it once, I'll say um, it again. If I was the teacher and I saw that, I would have been mad. There would have been daggers coming out of my eyes at that child from I'm conducting. Mm-hmm. It would have been eyes that said, I'm talking to your mother after this. Yeah, Buzz would have been shot on sight from the arrows shooting directly from your face. Oh, you should see me if the kids at the box are acting naughty. That's where I do my, my plays. I, I figured I got that from context clues. I love it clues. there. From The Box? Yeah. Shout out to Roddy Shout Rich. Shout out. Uh, oh. 
I know like three songs from the past few years, and that's one of them. Mm. You've heard okay. it, I assume. I don't think I have. I'm not going to rap it for you. Okay, I'll look into it. Good. Um, so Buzz apologizes to Kevin, and it's the most bullshit apology you've ever heard in your life. It's so... But, I was mad. Dan, once again, my inner mother was coming out. I was so annoyed. I was like, this child needs his Super Nintendo taken away, or whatever the frick. Is that what it was called? However, his... Yeah, Super Nintendo. Thank God. His outer mother accepts it for some reason. It's a horrible Catherine, apology. She's exasperated. She's like, forget it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of all these children that I so chose then, to have. <laughs> yeah, all eight of them. Kevin oh refuses to accept it. Uh, he gets sent to the attic again. Um, and like, uh-oh, is it going to happen again? Because they wake up. Their clocks got reset again. How does this keep happening? Uh-oh. When they jump in front of the bed and scream into the camera. I was like, this is so cheese. It's very cheese. I love it. I like that. Take advantage of it. You're on a filmed medium. You can do it. Okay, it was camp. I'll give it to them. (laughs) So they rush to the airport. Kevin is with them. He was sitting in the front seat. He also has a, it's not a speaking spell, but it's like an annoying voice recorder that somebody, that a child would have. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it was. It was, like you said, just a voice recorder. It's a tape recorder. Mm-hmm. You can use it to spy on the president. Um, so he gets separated from them in the airport because he needed to put batteries in it as they said, were going through the terminal. No, I would have said, Kevin, keep that in your bag. No toys until we get on the plane. Mm-hmm. Anna's mothering school. I'm going to quote the title of a television program Mm -hmm. Kevin can wait Amen Thank you You're welcome Uh, So he gets separated from the family They all get on their flight Kevin bumps into the stewardess on the flight that he thinks that he's getting on Um, Knocks his ticket around Oh the pre-9-11 airport What a different world this was like a fever dream because it has never been this easy. Well, it was once, but I don't remember how easy it was to get on planes before 9-11. Yeah, totally different world. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, I see my dad. He's right there. And they go, OK, find an empty seat. That had me stressed out because imagine you're sitting there. Oh, my God. I'm apparently anti-child today, which is not true. I'm not anti-child. <laughs> I swear to God. Imagine you're mining your Anna's very pro-child. She loves children, as I was trying to establish with Tom Holland earlier. Dan, I'm so sick of you. Anyway, (laughs) imagine you're sitting there reading your book, waiting for the plane to take off, and some random kid sits next to you. And then he starts talking to you Uh, when you're French. Wee wee. No, that is not, simply not the vibe for me. Because then I'd feel like Mm -hmm. I'd have to take care of that kid the whole time. And I know I wouldn't have yeah. to, but, like, if they want to talk to somebody, you're like, what are you reading? Do you have games on your phone? Oh, my goodness. Please. <sighs> Listen, I like kids if they're, like, you know, theater kids. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. I like my children theatrical and questionably homosexual. That's oh. all I want. Dad! <laughs> Not for oh. me, for you. 
I was in, oh, okay. I was in vibing myself. In vibing myself. Ooh, good word. Thank you. Did you just drop a bag of chips? What was that? Uh, no, I, I'm playing with these paintbrushes that are on this desk, and I did knock a whole bunch of them over. It's fine. Incredible. Uh, so Kevin lands, and he asks the person working the gate, what city is that over there? I would have smacked him. Um, oh. He's in New York City. If there's no palm trees, you're not in Miami, bud. Bud. So he decides to tour around New York that day. Um, New York, New York! He goes to Central Park. He gets scared by a woman covered in pigeons. I mean, honestly, that's a little scary. Pigeons Mm. are mean. Pigeons are great. No, they're scary. They're, like... I read somewhere, I don't know if this is true or not, but I read that pigeons were, like, brought to America and domesticated, and then we just decided we were done with them, and then they just were out in the world, like, laying eggs, and that's why there's so many of them in cities now. Yeah. So we deserve whatever we get with pigeons. We've abandoned them. Are pigeons an invasive species? (laughs) Yes. Oh, God. I just thought they were part of, like, America's lore. Pigeons are actually only natural to Guam. Is that true? No. Oh, I believed you. Of course oh not. Of course I'm just making this up. Oh my god, I believed you. Uh, so, Kevin checks into the Plaza Hotel with his dad's credit card. Um, Amazing. Daddy's money. Love committing Amazing fraud. Amazing choice. There's What'd a theory... I love, I love committing fraud. There's a theory oh. that Kevin's dad was in the mob... Which is why he Ooh. doesn't. Tr- Kevin doesn't trust police, and why he has all this money. I don't think that's the case. I think he's just rich. I think he's just a rich, naughty child. Yeah. Who gets forgotten and left for the sake of a movie? Yeah. Also, didn't mention this earlier. The Wet Bandits—they've escaped. They escaped prison during a riot. Crazy because that they're the last people I would think would escape prison because they're so clumsy. But what do I know? Right. Maybe they're just we- maybe their weakness is children. They get buffed. Mm. Maybe when they're around kids. Anyway, oh, it's Christmas Eve. It's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Just kidding. This takes place entirely on Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin visits a toy store owned by Mister Duncan. A very nice elderly old man who's going Crazy to donate. Crazy that, like, F.A.O. Schwartz didn't get their claws into this or something. Right? F.A.O. Schwartz was in Big, and Big came out in 1987, I think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 1988. Um, I love Big. So, I'm shocked that F.A.O. Schwartz wasn't in it either. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, this is a perfect Fauchwas. Amen. I don't know. The budget was only... What? Twenty-eight million dollars. They couldn't throw any of that towards pennies. the toy store. You're right, pennies. Um, so Kevin makes a donation, and Mr. Duncan gives him a pair of ceramic turtle doves, and he says, "You have to give another one to another person as a gesture of eternal friendship." That's like for real, not something a child wants. <laughs> no, give him a lightsaber a sticker give him a freaking sticker he'll be over the moon are you kidding me give him a, a bouncy ball 
Do you know how excited I would have been to get a bouncy ball as a kid? Yeah. Or like, a, I don't know. What are things that I liked? I, I loved stickers, so I, I'm kind of lost after stickers. So <laughs> I still love stickers. I also skipped over the fact that when Kevin is in the hotel room, he orders a bunch of food and Rob Schneider is his um, room attendant and Tim oh, Curry was the hotel. His hair is so tall in this movie. Yeah. And he watches another movie that they made that he records the dialogue for to then respond to people. Um, I don't know. Kevin does what a 12-year-old with daddy's money does in a hotel. Orders ice cream. That's what I would do with my own money. This wouldn't work if Kevin was, like, three years older. Yeah, because he wouldn't be cute anymore. This all hinges on cuteness. Yeah. And that's the issue with, like, Richie Rich. Macaulay Culkin mm-hmm. grew out of playing precocious young people. He was a yeah. teenager at that point. Yeah. Oh, um, man. For some reason, I just thought of My Girl, and I think I'm going to go cry after this since we're talking about never his seen filmography. It. Oh, don't watch it. You'll cry. I don't that think I will. Very but... grandma. I think you will, but go watch it. Will I? Maybe not you, like, externally, but internally, you'll be sad. Okay. Um, the White Bandits are, they're in New York. Why? The plot depends on it. Oh, Lord. So, they chase after him when they see him. Um, Marv talks about how they're going to rob the toy store. Um, and then Which is Kevin so tricks- random. Of all the things to rob, why a toy store that's going out of freaking business? Right? Trying to think of, they were trying to think of what places would have a lot of cash on Christmas. True. I don't know. Any other store? Yeah. A restaurant, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Dumb. Um, he, he tricks a woman on the street into punching them to escape. Class. Good for him. So then, when they were in Miami, the McAllisters, they go to the police department, they talk to the cop with the southern accent. Um, eventually, that they track the dead. credit card... They track the credit card to New York. And then Kevin goes back to the hotel where Tim Curry smells something wrong. So then oh my god, the whole hotel staff try to chase him out. And then they go into the hotel room and Kevin does his tape trick again. And yada, yada, yada. It's weird that they're trying to chase him out. It's weird that they fall for the tape trick. Yeah. Why do they get on their knees? There's somebody in the other room. They could just leave. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so Kevin then goes to his uncle's house in an Upper West Side townhouse. This whole family is rich. Are you kidding yeah. me? And they're not even there. They're in Paris, right? Yeah. God, I was like... These people are wealthy, wealthy. Oh, yeah. Must be nice, honestly. Like, do you know how much an Upper West Side townhouse is? Probably millions even of dollars. Even then? Even then millions. it was millions of dollars. Yeah. New York is That's not for the... That's where the Roosevelt's the lived. Who, yeah. New York is not for the people who want affordable housing, okay? No. Well, Manhattan isn't. Um, you can live in Queens. Mm. So, um, the... 
townhouse is under renovations. So then Kevin's like, okay, guess I'll just it go to Central like Park. It looks like a ghost house. It does. Like, there's oh. holes in the floor. I know, I was like, this place looks like it was ransacked, but I guess it's the holidays, so everybody's taking a break. How long have these people been gone? Because if that was the state they left their house in when they went to Paris, I think they were living in a condemned condemned it, home. Literally shambles. Yeah. Um, I was concerned. So he goes, safety. he goes into Central Park, and he connects with the bird lady. Um, the pigeon lady. She goes to Carnegie Hall with them, and... They have a nice little conversation and chat uh, about forgiveness underneath the stage. Does she work there, or does she just, like, is she, like, the Phantom of the Opera? I think she's, like, the Phantom of the Opera. Because they don't go in a regular entrance, I don't that's think. That's what I thought, but I was like, maybe that's her work entrance. <laughs> I was like, she's giving Quasimodo Phantom of the Opera vibes. Yeah, she's actually just the sound engineer. And that's, Literally. she dresses totally professionally on her days on. Yes. She's like, these are just my comfort clothes. In her confession, she's like, her life collapsed because her husband fell out of love with her, and then she hasn't spoken to anyone in years, and I'm like, go buy a sandwich. They'll ask you questions. I don't know. The fact that her life fell to shambles because her husband broke up with her, that'd be a horrible plot line in 2023. That ish would not fly. That is not a strong, independent woman. Mm-mm, and I know she is one. Deep down. Well, I don't know. She's pretty dependent on these birds. Well, dependent on birds is different than dependent on a man, you know? <laughs> I love birds. Birds have birds are useful. Amen. What Amen. <laughs> um, so, he's like, I did something bad. And she's like, if you do a good deed, it will make up for your misdeeds. That's literally so like, okay. not how that works, but okay. What a, and like deeds done on new on Christmas are worth double. No. <laughs> Great. So instead of being like, I'm gonna go pick up some trash, or I'm gonna go give some money to a homeless guy, he's like, okay, I'm gonna murder two people. It'd be like that, I guess. And then I don't want to go through all of the. This next part, whatever, it's the Home Alone part. Mm-hmm. The, the, the hijinks, one might say. Hijinks ensue. Um, yes. Whatever. The pigeon lady throws birdseed on the sticky bandits now. That's such um, a mood, honestly. That would be my only defense, too. Yeah. And then Kevin Ronzi <laughs> leaves evidence, um, gets all the donation money, and then the... McAllister family, they get to New York, they find Kevin making a wish at the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. Classic. Um, so then, Christmas morning, they wake up, they're not expecting much, but they get a truckload of free gifts from Mr. Duncan for foiling the robbery. Classic again. And then Buzz makes that whole stupid speech. Yeah. I don't like. I don't ones. get He's it. He's mean, and he has a square <laughs> head. Just saying. he does. He lo- he looks like a stereotype of a football player from the nineties. Yes, back to bullying children. Yeah. So he gives the turtle dove to the pigeon lady, and then Peter yells at him from the hotel room, half a mile away, 
because he's in Central Park, because he rang up a $967 room service bill. Which, honestly, for everything he got, kind of not bad, right? Like I thought it would be more. It would be like $2,000 in 2023. Don't you think? Something crazy. Uh, according to the inflation calculator, $2,100. Oh, Slay! I got it. Look at you. Got it, everyone. Slay math. indeed. Mm-hmm. That math is mathing. It is. For once, the girl math is mathing. And that's Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. See, I just think I liked it better because it had more, like, actors that I liked. Okay. <laughs> in true Anna Otto fashion. I also just liked his little, like, didn't seem as stressed out this time. The last one was That's true. so he wasn't. stressed. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like that he was so scared last time, even though he was at home. Like, when you're at the plaza, you're around other people. Maybe they're not people you know, but, like, it's it's a safe place to be. Not that his house isn't, but, like, there's people around in case of emergency is what I'm getting at. You know? Yeah, absolutely. You're you're there is comfort in a large group. Yes, even if you don't in know numbers. Them. Yes, mm-hmm. um, that's the saying. That's the actual phrase. I just like doing mm-hmm. it in more words. Okay, it's l- more confusing. I wasn't sure if you just forgot what the phrase was. So I was trying to help. <laughs> I did. So okay. thank you. You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. I think. I think the first half of this movie, like I said, of him going around New York, exploring, getting lost, his whole, I didn't mention this, his whole ordeal at night in Central Park. Um, oh, yeah. That felt like a little... Like getting scared by the world. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It like, felt very 90s. It did. It felt very 90s. Yeah. Also wouldn't fly in today's world if I do say so, you know. Yeah, but I think that that part of the movie was interesting. I think that the cartoon hijinks part, the whole wet bandit part, Mm -hmm. it it added nothing. It was it felt like filler that they needed to do because they're like, oh, we need to bring him back. That's what people loved about the first movie. No, just show me him lost in New York, and like using he has ingenuity from making all these booby traps. Show show me him using that to do something else. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> You're just staring I'm just wistfully thinking, into no, the I'm distance. Just, I'm thinking about the fact that like it feels like this is like a not again for the whole movie. Yeah. Like it just it's only the second movie and it feels overdone to me. Yeah. That's and, the truth. I mean, it definitely feels like a cash grab sort of thing. It doesn't yeah. seem like a script that yeah. script movie, anything that anyone put their passion into. No. And there's definitely, like we were saying, like there's just some parts that I'm like, oh, okay, this is dated. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Even the John Williams score. Nothing really memorable from it this time. Pardon me? Nothing, no, he still had that. Nothing stand out. <laughs> That's from the first movie. He did it again this movie. Just one Yeah, time. but there's nothing so new all... stand out. Oh, yeah, no. No. <laughs> That's what I say. It's a uh, it's a re- the whole movie's a retread. Got it. It wasn't like how there's specific themes for each Star Wars movie. Got it. Yeah. 
And it's, you know, it's a retread, but you replace the comfort, the joy, the love of the Chicagoland area with oh. the biting indifference of New York City. You're right. That's how I feel. When I'm in Chicago, everyone's like, hello. And when I'm in New York, everybody's like, hey. but not like hey how you doing like hey stop looking up i'm walking you're in my way i'm going to truck you yes one thing new york does really well though crossing the street people in new york know how to cross the street i'm walking here do you watch what we do in the shadows yes do you see the episode where their neighbor is running for um, office? Uh-huh. And he's trying to get the LGBT vote? I don't think so. Hey, I'm being gay over here! He was straight <laughs> say that. Gage and I say that all the time. Oh, anyway, that's incredible. That's all I could think uh, Trivia. Trivia about Home Alone 2. Um, so people say that Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. People remember that as a mm-hmm. quote from the first movie. Yeah. It's a quote from this movie. Yes, it is. And I remarked upon that. I said, wow, that's not from the first movie. Engage some. Uh, Good job. (laughs) All of the exterior stuff uh, in New York Mm -hmm. was shot in New York. But all of the scenes with Kevin's family in Florida were shot in California. All of the scenes in... Sure. Probably. Okay. Same thing with um, the toy store. Um, that mm-hmm. was in Chicago. And then mm-hmm. the house was a set built mm-hmm. in Universal Studios. Got it. Thank you. Um, the Johnny Mathis version of It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas got a boost in popularity from its use in this movie. Mm, I love when that happens for songs. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, from TV shows or movies. Um. Between 2001 and 2021, most channels cut out the scene where Kevin visits the World Trade Center's observation deck. Interesting. I mean, I get it. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. I also feel like it shouldn't be cut out. That's just me. It's not like anything yeah. bad was happening. It's just place that used to exist that doesn't anymore unfortunately um the only reason that trump is in the movie is because chris columbus wanted to film Mm -hmm. in the hotel's actual lobby and trump owned the building um of course that was that was the deal they made to get the permissions to record in there they're like sure you can be in it i guess uh (laughs) John Hughes originally wrote the script with Kevin having a gun instead of his instead of his voice recorder. His thing that he would be playing with just a gun. No, that's a horrible idea. Yeah. No, the voice recorder makes more sense in a lot of ways. Yes. If he had a gun, I would have really said his parents were neglectful. Right. Mm -hmm. Kevin McAllister, Death Wish. Um, Literally. John Candy was supposed to have a cameo in the movie, but because he barely got paid for the first one, he did not come back. Honestly, fair. Get your bag, King. Yeah. And then the working title for the movie, Alone Again. 
Naturally. Me. Alone again. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, God. Anna, would this movie be better or worse than the same with Jonathan Taylor Thomas as Kevin McAllister? I feel like, I think I said this last time, but I feel like it would be the same because he had that precocious energy that Macaulay Culkin also had. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I feel like the energy, maybe a little bit meaner than Macaulay Culkin, but I feel like the energy is the same. Yeah, I think so. I think he would definitely, him doing all the booby trap stuff, I think I would feel worse for the Wet Bandits, because I think he I would, would be too. mean about it. He'd be like, hey, hey, hey. I'd be like, oh my god, yeah. that child's oh god, evil. down there. <laughs> I'm scared. Um. I don't think Jimmy Stewart could do Tim Curry's role. I think Tim Curry... Tim Curry makes it what it is. Tim Curry is a king. I mean... Yeah? What can I say? Tim Curry and Rice. Did you um, ever watch the um, Beauty and the Beast Christmas movie when you were little? No, of course not. I figured not, but thought I'd ask. Because um, Tim Curry's in that. He plays this evil organ. And I know everybody thinks of Nigel Thornberry when they hear his voice, but that's what I think of. The evil that's, organ. His name is Yeah, that's very Forte? specific to you. I think his name's Forte. Forte? Not Fortissimo? Yeah. No, it's some sort of... Or is that his little harpsichord buddy, his name Fortissimo? No, he has no friends. He's mean in that movie. You know that uh, most people have an evil organ. Mine's my heart. Oh. I was going to say the appendix. Oh. Okay. Because it just, it's just there, and then it's like, I'm going to kill you. Or try oh to. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, coworker said that her dad, his appendix burst, and it caused him to go colorblind. Oh my god. That's terrifying. That's yeah. so weird. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? New just fear. Just that the other day. Yep. Sorry, everyone. On a scale of one to five bursting appendixes, what do you give this movie? Three and a half. I liked it better than the last one, but it's still not my favorite Christmas movie, and it's still kind of cheesy, corny. Yeah. I want cheesy and corny in my Christmas movies, though. Not Hallmark yeah, but levels, but like... I can... Oh, that's, sincerity. that's a negative five always. Yeah. Like, like, absurd levels Elf? of sincerity. Yeah. Elf is sincere. Buddy's sincere. Yeah. I like Elf. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're not talking about Elf. Ever. I know. I'm just saying. Um, I give it a two and a half. Okay. Okay, fair. It's okay. It, it is. It, it be what it be. It is what it is. It do what it do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that is it for our Home Alone series. We're not talking about the rest of them because... No. They're trash. They're bad. Most um, people don't even consider them to be a part of it, right? No, they're spin-offs. They're like the Sandlot 2. Or the Lion King 1 and a half. Stop. Okay, pause. I will not have you slandering <laughs> that film. <laughs> Loved Lion King Haven't one seen and it. Half. Have, you were there when I watched the Lion King for the first time. We might have to watch Lion King 1, one and a half and 2. Might be on the agenda, uh, Dan. Well, that's not what we're watching next, because next we're doing Mannequin. Mannequin and Mannequin 2 will be our next duology, per the request of my wife. So 
She just wants an excuse Lord. to watch the movies. Honestly, fair. Good for her. Yeah. I've done that several so, times. In the new year, look out for that. That's when we will start talking about Mannequin. Mm -hmm. The movie that's really going to bump our numbers up. Um, <laughs> if you want to find us on social media, we're on Facebook and Twitter at and in conclusion on Instagram at in conclusion podcast, patreon.com slash in conclusion. I'm on Twitter at Dan O'Keefe 86 and on TikTok at not Dan O'Keefe. Anna, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Autumnus Prime Eight One Eight, or you can find me on Twitter at Autobots Roll Out Capital for Auto Capital D for Bots Capital R for Roll and O in Roll and O in Out are zeros. By Twitter, I mean X. It's all the same because if you put in Twitter.com, it'll still show up. Yes, yeah. I'm gonna start calling it other letters. Follow me on I B. Literally, was so nervous when it changed to X. I literally. <laughs> went to my IT department and was like, I'm not looking up porn, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, we're not living under a rock. And I was like, I was just so scared. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, so that's that's me. Uh, so, we will be back with Mannequin. In the meantime, everybody, don't go to your IT department and tell them that you're not looking up porn because that's not confusing or suspicious uh, at all. They know um, how I am. Stay safe, have fun, and Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Heck yeah. I was just a chatty Kathy. I felt like I had a lot to say to you.